from the Bristol Herald Courier, I'm Delina Matthews, and this is On the Record. This week, the Tennessee Valley Authority is taking several precautions as the COVID-19 pandemic affects the region. TVA officials spoke with members of the media during a telephone conference call on Thursday about measures being taken at recreation areas, construction sites, and throughout the electric grid. At this point, again, allow me to introduce the President and CEO of TBA, Jeff Black. Thanks, Jen. Well, folks, the last two months have been particularly challenging times for the Tennessee Valley. Uh, I'm sure you all know record-setting rains in January, February, as well as March, created flooding conditions in many of the same areas affected by the record-setting rainfall of last February. The team in our River Forecast Center, coordinated with Board of Engineers and our partners in local emergency management agencies, will effectively manage river flows to minimize flooding along the Tennessee River and tributary. We weren't entirely successful, and I know there were individuals and communities impacted by high waters. But our efforts helped prevent nearly a billion dollars in additional flood damage that would have occurred if not for TDA's dams and the effectiveness of our river operations. Earlier this month, a devastating series of tornadoes tore through both communities and lives in Middle Tennessee with a devastating loss of life and property. TDA teams were on the scene within hours of the tornadoes to assist local power companies assessing the power system damage and uh, finding that it was substantial. TDA itself lost more than 30 large transmission structures, including some that impacted I-40 and the Cumberland River. Again, EDA and local power companies coordinated with other emergency responders and were able to rapidly clear the lines, roadways, and restore power to our delivery points in the area, mostly the mid of matter of fact, we continue to work to fully restore those impacted areas, as do our local power companies. Now, as we all know, the COVID-19 outbreak has created an unprecedented health challenge for the Valley, the nation, and the world. Our thoughts and prayers continue to be with everyone impacted by these tragedies, and our thanks to the medical professionals who are stepping in to care for our families and communities. The energy professionals of the Tennessee Valley, from rural electric cooperative distribution technicians restoring power to an individual customer, to the operators at the controls of the nuclear power station making carbon-free electricity. Uh, that same team that's risen to flooding issues and tornado issues and keeps the flow of life-saving electricity going to our communities and healthcare facilities is focused on rising to the challenge of COVID-19, helping to spread the, slow the spread of it and to provide reliable energy that the public's counting on. Our primary focus remains on protecting the health and safety of our own employees and the public while making certain we keep doing the things that only TVA can do, providing reliable energy to local power companies and industry and managing the Tennessee River. We've taken steps to ensure that our power generation and transmission facilities and personnel have the right capabilities to continue their vital work, even if the current outbreak continues to worsen. We've executed our plan to, rem to work remotely for those who can. This reduces risk to those who must be on station at our facilities. We've put restrictions in place along with enhanced medical monitoring so those who may have been exposed can self-isolate. 
We also made some decisions that keep TVA in line with recommendations from the Centers for Disease Control, including closing some of our recreation areas, public restroom facilities, pavilions, and visitor center, all intended to ensure we help limit large groups and slow the spread of the virus. Because TVA has longstanding pandemic plans, we also have a strong supply chain of what it takes to support this. So we've looked at our inventories and been able to free up critical supplies like masks and safety glasses, which we passed on to emergency agencies for distribution to those who need the most. Just this week, we provided 50,000 masks to state emergency preparedness organizations to distribute. But as the folks in public power always do, we know that there is more we can do and we will. TVA and local power companies work as partners to supply reliable energy for the region's homes, businesses, and to deliver other vital services. We're neighbors and communities across the valley, and we'll do the right thing to serve the people of the valley as we face this COVID-19 challenge. Across the region, businesses, schools, and other entities are reducing or stopping normal operations, and valley residents are losing their incomes. We appreciate and support local power companies working with their customers who may be unable to pay their power bills. And we're concerned about growing economic pressures on local power companies and the Valley residents they serve. Given these pressures, the TVA board has approved just yesterday significant action to support local power companies and the people who are their customers. We're announcing today that we're leveraging the strength of TVA's balance sheet to provide up to $1 billion in credit support for local power companies. This means that local power companies who experience financial distress as a result of current conditions will be able to ask to defer their payments to TVA. As they apply for deferred payment, TVA will consider their needs and requests in an equitable manner, and those approved for payment deferral will have an extended payback period. This will enable local power companies to better support their customers and will ensure their financial stability in these difficult times. They can stay focused on supplying the electricity everyone needs. The financial strength TVA has achieved in recent years through discipline allows us to give them access to our balance sheet. As partners in public power, I'm pleased that TVA is able to offer this opportunity. Also, in TVA's role as regulator for local power companies, we want to ensure this action helps local power companies and their customers in meaningful ways and will maintain our ongoing regulatory oversight in that role. In other actions within our role as regulator, we're providing local power companies with flexibility in meeting their customers' immediate needs in a fair and consistent manner. Our board has empowered us to cut through red tape to streamline processes and put us in a position where we can empower local power companies to temporarily implement such actions as waiving late fees, suspending disconnects for non-payment, and others. We will closely monitor the development of federal and other programs that could also help mitigate the economics of COVID-19 impacts on local communities. TVA has significant expertise and opportunity for supporting public power's ongoing mission during these difficult times, and we're committed to doing the right thing as we serve the people of the Valley today. So as we look forward to a strong recovery and better future ahead, TVA will continue to help the Valley public power model maintain reliability, 
We'll support our local power companies financially with credit support up to a billion dollars, and we'll move quickly to implement regulatory adjustments where they're needed to serve the needs of the 10 million people in the Valley. Thanks for listening, and again, sorry for the technical glitch, but hopefully the message came across clearly. Thank you very much, Jeff. At this point, we will open up uh, the phone lines to Q&A. Obviously, there are several people on the phone. Uh, I would ask that everyone please mute their phones unless they are actively speaking. Uh, I uh, also ask that each person asking a question identify themselves as well as the media outlet you're representing and limit yourself to one question initially until we've allowed everyone on the call an opportunity and then we'll be happy to answer follow-up questions. So at this point, I'll open it up for either Jeff or John to respond to questions. Who has our first one? Hey, it's uh, Christy Swartz here from A&E News. Just, just one second, please. I would ask everyone on the line, please, to please mute your phone if, you, uh, if you're not actively asking a question. It makes it very difficult for everyone to hear. Thank you very much. Christy, please go ahead. Hi. Um, are there, um, I think I came across a story um, getting into a nuclear refueling that's going to be um, delayed right now. Are there, are there other also maintenance projects or projects that are not imperative to keeping the lights on, but that are, you know, nice to have? I don't know, solar storage, even the refueling. Are there things that um, you all are delaying now or thinking about delaying if, um, we're in this situation this summer. Yeah, Christy, we, we're um, we're looking at the entire scope of the work that we do and our whole work plan for the year, uh, and trying to strike the right balance. Uh, you know, we need to continue to invest time and money in this system to maintain the level of reliability that everybody expects, and we're we're going to do that. While at the same time, minimizing risk risk of COVID-19 spread, but also risk that we could get into an evolution and not have adequate resources. So we have an entire team focused on just this thing. What you're referring to is um, we, we had our Browns Ferry unit in a refueling outage. We wanted to focus on finishing that outage, uh, which will be wrapping up today, and demobilizing that workforce. And we had planned to go immediately into two more nuclear plant outages. We typically do those in the spring. We have uh, pushed those back and separated them a bit and done some scope reductions in those outages to focus them a little more tightly. We're still going to execute them, uh, but we wanted to give ourselves time to be able to execute them exactly right with this COVID-19 as a central consideration. And we're, we're doing that across our fleet, looking at generation, uh, our, our hydro plants, our gas fire generation, as well as our transmission operations to make sure we're striking the right balance here. Thank you. Next question, please. Your line has been muted. Hello? Yes, go ahead, please. Hi, I'm Dr. Sybil Mitchell, the new Tri-State Defender in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, this billion-dollar um, aid 
uh, this is wonderful. I just wanted to know what that looked like um, to the consumer. I know that it'll be they'll be allocated. Um, this these funds will be allocated uh, through the local utility um, operations. But what will they look like to consumers? Will it be um, maybe grants, or is it, is it loans of money they have to pay back? Are there stipulations on this money? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the question. So, in the Tennessee Valley, um, the, the public power model that we all implement here is communities like Memphis, uh, that I, I think I heard you say you were from, uh, working with your local power company, Memphis Light, Gas, and Water. Who is partnered with uh -huh. the Tennessee Valley? Who's partnered with the Tennessee Valley Authority? So, as M MLGW is at the point of making sure that programs are implemented that fit for the citizens of Memphis, and in doing that, there will be financial pressures that MLGW will experience as as people are unable to pay their bills or their allowances made. That could quickly put that has the potential to put MLGW under financial pressure uh, where they would need access to credit and liquidity and support. And so what TVA is uh, committing to here with this billion dollars of credit support is to stand behind Memphis and make sure they stay financially solid while they're addressing issues for the people of Memphis. I see. Thank you. You're welcome. Do we have another question? Your line is in Sylvia, can you hear me okay? Sylvia, yes, we can. Please go ahead. Hi. I'm uh, a reporter from Bloomberg Environment, and I wanted to ask if any impacts from the coronavirus are affecting TVA's efforts to transition cool ash into dry storage or any related to any efforts related to cool ash. Um, you know, no, no more so than any of our other operations. You know, T TVA was a very early mover to convert from wet ash storage to dry ash storage. And so we are nearing completion of that. So uh, as a matter of fact, the final number of those projects will be wrapping up this year. And so um, we are very far down the path, and this is not affecting our commitment and our schedule uh, to complete those projects. So the, the fundamental answer is, is no, not at this point. Thanks very much. Question. This is Robert Sorrell at the Bristol Herald Courier. Is the coronavirus affecting construction at Boone Dam or any other construction sites? Uh, we we are able to continue with our construction program. So we've we've implemented uh, travel restrictions. We as we say we have health screenings for the workforce. We've implemented provisions even as we're on the construction sites to try to maintain as much social distancing as we can and maintain the work environment. So um, because, uh, because we have very solid pandemic plans that we've implemented in the past, H1N1, SARS, et cetera, uh, we got off in those plans early. And so at this point, we've been able to keep all our construction and maintenance projects moving forward. And, and we intend to continue that uh, unless uh, the situation changes. Thank you. Another question? Your line has been muted. Hi, this is Sam Hartman with the Commercial Appeal in Memphis. Can you hear me? Yes, Sam. Go ahead. Um, so, 
to follow up on the line of credit, would you expect that the larger LPCs would be first to utilize this or the smaller LPCs in terms of more rural or urban states that would use this? It's hard to say and uh, at this point because things are still developing. You know, what we see across the valley are um, uh, commercial businesses shutting down, some industrial operations shutting down, and we see residential load going up. And so, uh, and, uh, and, and so it's hard to say at this point in time where the need will be. And frankly, I, I expect every LPC will have some level of need, but also every LPC has a different level of financial capability to start with. And so the, the notion here is for TVA to step in for those who run up against difficult financial issues, our cost of debt is very low, uh, our credit capacity is very high, and so the ability to step in, whether it's a small LPC who needs some assistance or a large LPC who gets under pressure like MLGW, um, we, we're setting ourselves up to accommodate the, the full range of those. Thank you. Another question? Hello, this is Jonel Cha. Can you hear me? Yes, Jonel, go ahead. Hello. Oh, great. This is Jonel with SP Global Plaids. Thank you, Jeff and John. Um, I had a question regarding other than the impact on the ways to the refueling outages for the nuclear plants, are there any other potential impacts E4C to nuclear plant operations due to the coronavirus pandemic? Yeah, uh, I'd start out by saying that the entire electricity sector in the U.S. Uh, is right now working very well together uh, through the Energy Subsector Coordinating Council, through the Edison Electric Institute, through the Nuclear Energy Institute, uh, to make sure we're all implementing best practices that where people have experience or success we're communicating those very rapidly across the whole sector and implementing them. So, um, uh, and, and we've taken steps at each of our plants, uh, a phased set of steps, to minimize risk and to ensure that the operating staff maintain availability to operate those units. So that includes a wide range uh, of activities. Um, the, the way we maintain and disinfect the workspaces, We've controlled access to the site to essential personnel. We've cordoned various work streams to provide the equivalent of social distancing in an industrial environment. We pay particular care with security and operating uh, individuals to make, who have special qualifications to make sure we maintain them available. And so this is all part of our phased pandemic plan. Uh, and thus far, things have been working quite well, not just for TVA, but across the whole electricity sector. Uh, but as the challenge grows, if it grows, um, we, we are prepared to escalate these controls and are pretty confident uh, that they'll be effective for us. Great, thank you. Next question, please. Jamie Satterfield with the New Sentinel. Can y'all hear me? Yes, Jamie, go ahead. Um, and this is just perhaps because I'm not as familiar with some of the other reporters about um, the process, but can you, with the credit support, does that impact 
more than Tennessee? Does, uh, is it applying to where you have other facilities in Alabama, Kentucky? Um, and uh, can you explain to me exactly what that is? Is it sort of like you're going to be a co-signer, so to speak? Yeah, Jamie, for, first it's, it's applicable across the whole seven states that we serve. So not just Tennessee, uh, but the other six states that we serve in. And think, think, of, it, think of it like this. Um, as, as individuals have, you know, there are people who are, who are home without a paycheck at, at the residence, and they may not have the means to pay their bill. And so traditionally a utility might uh, disconnect them for non-payment or charge late fees associated with this. Um, we've enabled the power companies, the 154 local power companies, to uh, to, to suspend payments for uh, disconnects for non-pay and to waive late fees. Um, but but at, you know this is a high fixed cost business, capital and O and M. And as businesses right. shut down and industry and people, the revenue stream coming to the local power company that it takes to keep them financially strong and run their business. Uh, mm -hmm. Begins to begins to dwindle, and it's it, it and these LPCs can get to a point where the cash liquidity isn't enough to support the operation, or whether um, because customers aren't paying them, they can't pay TVA, and so what right. we're saying here is we'll step in and we'll provide you the credit support. We have access to credit markets at very low prices. If your customers can't pay you right now and you make a payment arrangement, we'll make arrangement with you, Mr. and Mrs. LPC, to forego your bill and, and stretch it out over a period of time so that, so that we can all be confident we can keep the lights on. Uh, that makes sense. Thank you. Next question. Somebody has a question that they're trying to ask. They may have their microphone muted, so be aware of that. Any additional questions? All right, we will close out the Q&A section. Uh, Jeff, do you have any final comments for the group? Yeah, thanks, thanks for your time. I mean, just kind of in summary, uh, our, our focus is to make sure uh, as an industry working across the United States and then as a Tennessee Valley public power model working with local power companies uh, that we're going to be in a position to keep safe, clean, reliable electricity flowing. Flowing to your home, flowing to your business if it's still open, flowing to those medical care facilities because they can't function without a reliable electricity system. We, we're doing that operationally, but we recognize that, uh, that this is going to be an economically challenging time and we need to step in to support these local power companies so they can continue to do what they do best and, and have that assistance flow down and allow them to support their customers in their local communities. And that's what the discussion today was about. That's what the billion dollars of credit support and the regulatory streamlining is about. And uh, you should expect as we move into the future, TVA, because of its mandate, as we begin to recover from this, we'll focus very clearly on economic development and recovery across the valley and do what we can do to support that process as we move, hopefully, in the coming weeks 
through the healthcare crisis and into the economic uh, focused recovery. So thanks, thanks for uh, participating today. And if you have any follow-up questions, I'm sure the staff will take good care of you. Thank you. On the Record is made possible by David Kricker, Delana Matthews, David McGee, Nate Hubbard, and Tim Hayes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.